Hello, hello, lovely souls. It's Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. Thank you so much for chiming in. You are actually listening to the third of a six-part series of fat loss. And this is all relative to the weight loss challenge that is starting today. So you're going to hear a little bit more about that. But today is February 15th, 2021. And this is episode number 45. I'm so excited to share that we've been doing this together for 45 episodes. And I know as we get bigger and bigger in the numbers, I'm going to be just as elated because I'm continuing on this journey with you, right? We're learning so much more about ourselves and sharing that information and applying it to our day-to-day lives. And whether it's now or in the future, these resources are here for you. So thank you so much for having me be a part of your journey right now, whatever that is, whether it's mindset, fat loss, money, movement, it doesn't matter. You are looking towards making improvements to your life every day in different ways. And that's exactly why we're here today listening to Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. So this is episode number 45. And like I said, it's the third one of a six-part series. The first one was about hormones and fat loss. The second one was about mindset and fat loss. And today's episode is all about mapping your goals in fat loss. And the timing is perfect for this particular episode because sometimes we just don't know where to start. You know, I'm going to be digging deeper around the other subjects as well and invite you to all have a one-on-one with me. But as you're going through today's episode, definitely write down anything that's, that stands out. Write down any questions that you have or pause it and circle back. That's what I do when I'm listening to motivational podcasts. I actually make notes um, or I will send myself the podcast number and I will come back to it and revisit some of the questions that triggered me. So I invite you to do that today as well and use these as coaching opportunities. A little bit of um, insight as to what it would be like to work with me directly or in one of my groups. And I know the weight loss challenge starts today. It's not too late if you decide to give it a go. Really, it's a $20 investment to get started. And um, I promise you, you're going to be getting so, so, so much for that $20. If you decide to upgrade, even better even better. Um, Okay, so let's get started. Are you ready? It's all about mapping your goals today. So no matter what your goals are, your chances of success will be far higher if you've prepared for the work it takes to achieve them. That includes having a true picture of where you are now and where you want to end up and understand that there's a road between the two points. So we've all heard that... um, the shortest distance between point A and point B is a straight line, right? But when it comes to any kind of change, there is no such thing as a straight line. That's in theory. In reality, there are curves and bumps and mountains that we need to surpass. So today we're going to talk about uh, mapping out your goals and how to adapt to the changes. You know, some of the impact points, such as the way we eat needs to fit our lifestyle, that's one. Um, how to focus on reaching your goals while keeping in mind your emotional and physical needs as well. 
I have so much to share with you today. You know, whatever your goal is, you need to be doing it for you. We're going to be circling back to this. Be flexible with your expectations. So those are just a few. Don't be afraid to enlist support. And we're going to chime in on the fact that a nourishing diet involves all types of food and is nourishing both the physical and the emotional body. It's not just a matter of eating to eat, or it's not just a matter of eating to, to do calories. Um, you're going to learn how to write down the things that are not negotiable and the things that are negotiable throughout your process. And today's episode is going to help you understand that even with the best laid plans and the most sought out goals, there will be setbacks. So how are you going to prepare for those setbacks? How are you going to set your mindset up for those? There's going to be emotional barriers as well. We're going to talk about some don'ts such as, you know, I'm going to get into deeper about this. Don't bank your calories and definitely don't try to burn off all of the calories that you've eaten. Some major mistakes there that people tend to do when it comes to weight loss and it comes to a hyper focus with weight loss. You know, my way of doing things is completely different. I challenge you to think differently as we lean into this episode today because what you've done before hasn't yielded in sustainable results or you wouldn't be looking at this as an option again today. You wouldn't be listening to today's episode if you weren't looking for more information. So there is something in your life you're trying to improve and you can apply the same theory as usual to different parts of your life, whether it's money, whether it's movement, whether it's weight loss. So I like to say meals, money, movement, or mindset. Mmms. <laughs> They're my mmms. Meals, money, movement, and mindset. Find a map for your goals for these areas. So we are specifically talking about weight loss because this is the third part in the weight loss series. So you ready to dig in? I'm going to share with you a story about um, when I was learning to drive, okay? Because before we get into the practical work, I really want to paint a picture for you and share some of what doesn't work or what you can do differently. All right. Especially when it comes to the science of how food works with our why. It's really important as we go into today mirroring the food choices that we have and the why that we want a different life. So we're going to lay out some groundwork today. So when I was learning to drive, I had an instructor who was a bit weird, but he did end up teaching me some very important things, how to drive reasonably well and how not to accelerate into a place that you can't see, like around a corner, like in snowstorms, things like that right? You know what I'm talking about. When you can't see, you normally slow down and you pay a little bit more attention. A lot of people want to make changes to their eating and lifestyle habits, but they just grab a couple of goals out of thin air and hit the accelerator without mapping out a route. So what I mean by that is you haven't taken into consideration current lifestyle, their wants, their needs, their likes, their dislikes, or anything else that might come up along the way such as priorities to determine their goals and how it fits into their day-to-day -day life. In a short period of time, you're whipping around the bend, full speed ahead towards a crash that puts you right back where you were before you stepped into the car or before you stepped into that weight loss journey. So 
except at this point, you're even more physically and emotionally bandaged up than you were before because it hit you hard. It hit you like a ton of bricks. Literally, you didn't see that coming, right? Just like all of us with the beginning of COVID. I know I bring this up almost every episode. It's my thing, but we didn't see that coming, right? So some of us, let's be honest, some of us are emotionally, physically, financially bandaged up more than we've ever been. We don't know where we're at. We need to take the pulse and come up with a map for our goals. All right. So how we eat and the food choices we make ripple out to the corners of our lives, our relationship, our kids, our work, our finances, plus our health and our future. So what what does this mean? It means that the way we need to eat needs to fit into our lifestyle. So the way we eat needs to fit into our lifestyle. And the way we need to eat in terms of taking better care of ourselves needs to fit into our current lifestyle and our future lifestyle. But many people do the opposite. They build their lives around their diet instead. So this is the first challenge point I want you to think about. Do you typically reroute your life for your diet or do you fit your diet into your current lifestyle? Simple. Which is it? Diet first or lifestyle first? Okay. So where I'm getting at with this is very similar to the burnt toast syndrome we talked about. If you've been catching any of my lives where, you know, if there's a burnt piece of toast, we normally save it for ourselves. We give everybody all of the good pieces and we save the crap for ourselves, which means in the terms of diet and lifestyle right now, if we put our diet first, we are limiting our lifestyle. We're limiting what we do, who we see, what we, our choices throughout the day, because everything is hyper-focused on the diet. That's not going to be the case this time. So if you hear about a new diet that sounds amazing and you want to jump right in without considering if it's consistent with your values or how it'll affect you or how it'll affect the people around you, it doesn't fit your lifestyle. If it doesn't fit your lifestyle, it's going to be miserable because you're wanting those people around you. You're wanting those family dinners. You're wanting all of those things that you like. So it should definitely fit into your lifestyle. You don't want to be miserable because it's just as important for you to sustain a healthy change if you enjoy it. The results will be different if you enjoy it. So making an impulsive decision can result in diet flip-flopping forever, where you're choosing one over the other. You go on a diet for a little while, realize it's not a good fit, go off the diet, jump onto another one, realize it's not a good fit. And this has been a constant part of your story for years. You can relate. And that's because you're trying to put a circle into a square. You want to be putting a square into a square, which means adjusting your mindset, leaning into your hormones, and mapping out your goals. So if you're going to be making lasting changes, meaningful changes, you need to do an assessment first. This is the hard part, my friends. This is always the hardest part whenever we start with the weight loss challenge is the assessment. The assessment is a snapshot of where you're at right now. And where you're at right now is honestly a snapshot of your prior eating and health habits. So if you haven't been moving as much, if you have if you have been indulging too much, um, you're not going to be very happy with the snapshot that you're taking. 
and snapshot for the weight loss challenge includes weigh and measurements. Now, I am flexible. I don't believe the number on the scale is the end-all and be-all. I rarely use it. So if you um, are submitting those to me and you want to admit the scale, omit the scale. But you need to realize where you're at. You need a starting point. This is the beginning of your destination. All right. We're going to fast forward a little bit and talk about the end. What are your goals? What do you want to achieve and why? Be specific. Many, many people have come to me because they want to lose weight. But what is it that you specifically want to achieve when it comes to losing weight? Focus on what reaching your goals will bring you emotionally and physically. And I say this all the time. What is it that you're trying to achieve by losing weight? And most people will circle, circle back to me and the first response will be something to do with their past. I want my pre-baby body. I want to be able to wear the same clothes I wore in high school. It's all about the past. I want you to think ahead. Our situation in the past is not what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with our future self. The life, the body that we create today is for our future self. So a good example would be, You'll be physically stronger and able to be more active with your kids. You'll have a better relationship with food, which will decrease your anxiety around eating. You'll be less confused about what to eat and more organized and prepared for meals. You'll optimize your nutrition so you have more energy. You'll lose the urge to diet and enjoy foods without guilt or shame. You'll achieve, 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 ha! I'm hungry. It's breakfast time. Haven't eaten yet. Just had my coffee this morning. Um, you'll achieve a comfortable weight so you can enjoy life while eating a variety of nourishing foods. So those are some of the reasons that'll help you be physically stronger and that'll match your emotional equation. But these are just some examples. These aren't your examples. So instead of I want to lose weight, your goal now might be I want to lose weight to help me feel more comfortable and be more mobile. When was the last time you went for a hike in the woods? I went yesterday with my girlfriend, my high school girlfriend, knowing each other forever. And we took the dogs with us and it was great. But I remember I got to a point where my back was sore and I'm like, you know what? I need to do more core because my back should not be sore. Yes, I know I haven't been walking as much and walking through the woods is a little bit harder with my ankles, but none of that justifies the fact that my back was sore at a certain point. And it's because I need to be doing more core workout. And I know that. That was the first thing that came to mind. It wasn't putting myself down. It wasn't eating better. It was, I need to focus more on core work to strengthen both my back and my abs. If I want to be doing more of this, because I really enjoyed getting out there. Strengthening my core will help me with the rest of my body. So it's not a matter of losing weight. It's a about being able to enjoy the moments easier. That's one goal, okay? Doing this work is going to help you help you tap into some of the true motivators to help you with change. It's going to help you break down your goals so you can visualize what your life will be like once you've achieved it. It's specific about your goals. So another thing I want you to step away from is a timeline. Because I don't think any of this will happen. It might, but numbers are like diet culture. 
if you want to lose six pounds, six to 12 pounds between the next six weeks, of course it's doable. But I want you to set the expectations up where it's okay if you don't. Because there is no timeline on success. If you learn one or two healthy habits that you can implement along the way, such as a different way of thinking, such as more journaling, more mindfulness, more movement, and those are going to sustain longer lasting results than worrying about losing 12 pounds in six weeks, that's a major shift in the right direction. So a lot of fad diets say that we can lose X amount of number of pounds in X number of time. Just like I said, 12 pounds, six weeks, average two pounds a week, very, very safe and healthy. But these numbers and these goals assume that we know exactly how our bodies are going to react to the changes that we make. And in reality, we don't know. You might lose seven pounds and feel, feel good there, or losing weight might take, losing weight might take much longer than what you've expected. Neither one of us have a crystal ball. Neither one of us can foresee what's going to happen over the next couple of months. So choosing a specific number sets expectations that we don't know if we're going to meet. I'd like you to be open this time. Remember, you're going for a comfortable weight, which means you can sustain it with a lot of hassle. It's a weight you maintain by making nourishing food choices most of the time, but occasionally dipping into the 80-20 rule, which I talk about all the time, and I haven't in the last couple of episodes, but it'll definitely be coming up. Just to remind you, 80-20, 80% of the time you're on track, 20% of the time you just live your life. And eventually that'll change. And for some people, the 80-20 is breakfast, snack, lunch, snack are amazing, but dinner isn't the best because it's a family dinner. Or for some people, 80-20 means Monday to Friday, they're on on track. And the weekends, they're not very good. Now, I don't encourage that because your weekends could be 25%. It could be pushing the boundaries a little bit. Um, But do what works for you. It's the 80-20 rule. But what it means is you're going to be living a life of reality, not a life of restriction. This is nowhere near setting up a roadmap for your success should not feel like you have to punish yourself for what you've eaten at all. So is the destination yours? And this is a very, very good question to ask yourself. Why are you doing this? What is your why? Are you doing this because somebody had made a comment that you need to lose weight? Are you doing this because diet culture says you need to be a certain BMI, which you all know I'm anti, anti BMI over here, but have you been reading health and fitness magazines and do you not see that you, you look, or do you notice that you look different than those models? Are you not liking your reflection when it comes to taking pictures? Has somebody prompted you to get started? This has to be for you. Whatever your goal is, you need to be doing it for you. No matter what your size is, if you like the way you look, then everybody else can go away (laughs) because If people are looking at you funny or making comments about your weight, they are projecting this onto you. Don't let them get away with it by submitting into their shame. Make sure you know why you're doing this challenge and why you want these changes. And if you're not doing it for yourself, it's not the right time for you. Okay. I need, the next thing we're going to talk about is being flexible with expectations. Because as we mentioned, we 
want certain things to happen in a certain way, right? We all want to lose the weight. We all want to make some changes in our life, whether it's, it's the heaviness in our bank account, whether it's the weight loss, whatever it might look like to you, but we all want instant gratification and we all want everything to happen super quickly. Come on, I can't be the only one that gets a little anxious when a website takes longer to populate or to get a receipt of confirmation once I've paid something. But here's the thing. If you are looking to lose weight to make changes to your eating habits and you don't give your body a deadline that is reasonable, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Because if you don't meet that deadline, you're going to feel like a failure. So omit the deadline. Look at this as a completely new for healthy habits. It's the emotional and physical gains that are important. Not losing a certain amount of weight by a certain day or changing your habits overnight. If you do this right, this time will be different. I promise you. It's more so about the mindset. It's more so about the food choices. It's more so about the way you live your day-to-day life and what you're aspiring to. Let the journey take as long as it takes. That's okay. Because changing your relationship with food is a process that takes time. And we don't like any journey that takes time. We are in an instant gratification world. If you want instant gratification, let me know. I will get you in touch with Zaya and sell you some Zaya pants and you can feel 10 pounds smaller because of the way they fit. But that's the only way I would say that Zaya or that um, instant gratification fits into this process at all. Because life isn't like that. Depending on the complexity of your relationship with food and your body, change is hard at first. For everybody that's participating, you will be getting a free 21 day to a smelling reflection. And I have a whole section in there about why change is hard. And it is so super important to lean into the fact that change is hard. You didn't become where you're at overnight. You didn't suddenly gain weight. You gradually got to where you are right now. You gradually made these changes and it gradually had an impact. So you need to gradually lose them. And the best way to lose them with with a substantial result, which means you can sustain this for the rest of your life, is the 80-20 rule. It's changing your mindset. It's understanding where fat and hormones play a role. And it's having a roadmap for success. Plus the other chapters I've got to come down the road. So some days you're going to feel good. Some days you're not. Some days you're going to be implying all of the things that you that you're learning here and you're going to feel like you're right on track, but it's not always going to be that way. Some days or week, it'll be like climbing a mountain. And I've used this analogy where you don't know how you're going to get up that mountain or, you're, or it even feels worse than that. It feels like you're climbing a mountain as you're rolling a snowball and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger with every step more daunting. Life will hit you like a ton of bricks or you'll be triggered by something emotional and you'll sink right back into old habits. But each time that happens, you won't sink as deep until last time you'll eventually bounce right back up and dust yourself off and get right back on your roadmap to success. And that's what this is all about. So whatever your goals are, you need to be patient and flexible because they might happen just as you want them to, but they might not. And I'm here to help you know that that is okay. That is okay. I mean, if imagine, imagine if all of your girls 
girls' goals work out as seamlessly as you expect them to. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, you'd be jumping up and down and telling all of your friends, but one sidestep and you're going to feel like this isn't working for you. There will be sidesteps. There will be roadblocks. There will be challenges. And the first one that you're going to have to face is getting those weight measurements down on paper. You need a starting point. And that's what it boils down to. Once you have a starting point, you know where you can go. Once you have a starting point, you know that you can make a goal of a couple of inches off. Okay. Sometimes we need to set goals and we need to adjust those goals along the way. It's not a big deal. Our goals are not set in stone. This is a matter of progressing. This is a matter of enjoying the journey. So what I'd like to see you do is write down any goals and keep yourself open to accommodating any twists and turns that this road might take. So write down your goals. I actually, this morning, and I'll be sharing this in the private Facebook group for anybody that is in the weight loss challenge. I did write down my goals um, that I will be applying daily. And I will be encouraging and asking you guys to share some of your goals with the rest of the team as well. Here's the thing. We are in a team and the weight loss challenge will be different this time, but these podcasts are not just for people that are in the weight loss challenge. Obviously they're for everybody, but I want to just take a time and dig into a couple of other tools that are going to help you. Don't be afraid to enlist support. No, there are resources available to you. I've shared this before. I am a certified personal trainer. I am a certified healthy eating and weight loss coach. I am certified in mindset, NLP, and I have my life coaching certifications. Not only that, I experience this with you. I share my ups and downs. When we do this together, it's a completely different experience than doing this alone. So you don't necessarily have to sign up and and pay for extra services with me. I mean, I'm not going to say no, but if you're working with a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a counselor, a life coach, let them know where you're at. Let them know that you're beginning to make these changes. They will support you. They're well-versed in your story already, and they can help you with any emotional barriers or anything else that might be bubbling up as you go through this journey, as you get closer and closer to those mountains that might seem like they're coming out of nowhere. Because a lot of this is emotional. If you are a binge eater, I can't stress enough that you get some additional support because you're going to want a lot more one-on-one coaching through this process. All right. How would you describe your current diet? You can't know where you're going and how you're going to get there unless you look at exactly what's happening right now in your life. Many, many clients have told me that they're uncomfortable with their current diet, but all they think is that it needs some tweaks. Others say that they eat far too much fast food or candy So where are you at with your diet? And this is the same as your weight and measurements. You need to know your starting point. Maybe you want to eat more vegetables or start cooking more for yourself. But start small. Think about how would you describe your current diet? Because your current diet right now is a reflection of your current physical appearance right now. So the next thing I want you to do is aside from enjoying your goals or aside from your goals, think about the life that you're trying to enjoy because that is the objective of the game. Enjoying life while making substantial changes. Do you really want to live in a world where you can't eat the foods that you love ever again? 
does it really make sense to never eat potato again or something grown from the garden because it doesn't fit into a certain diet culture? I'll answer this question for you. No, you don't. It's not sustainable if you can't do these things. So I don't operate from a place of absolutes or I wouldn't believe so strongly in the 80-20 rule. A nourishing diet involves all types of foods and is nourishing both physically and emotionally. I'm not going to tell you to cut out the stuff that you love. I'm going to say find a spot for it. And when you're ready, let's find a healthier version. This is not about hopping on to the next diet culture bandwagon. This is all about thinking differently and applying it to your day-to-day life. You are listening to this podcast for a reason, which means you probably want some change in your diet in some fashion to achieve those goals we just set. So while I'm not going to remove anything from your diet, I'm going to ask you to make some changes as we move through these next three episodes together. Those might be to eat more food of one type or another, such as more vegetables. You'll probably be eating the same volume of food, but maybe not the same type. For example, last night I made an amazing roll-up lasagna and there was no meat in it. Instead, it was made with pumpkin. And it was so, so, so good that Tony and I both loved it. We would eat it again. No no meat, no gas, a lot fewer calories, a lot less cheese, and it tasted amazing. So the volume of food was there, right? But it was a different volume. It was a different choice. It was so much healthier. You won't be eating as often and you, because you won't need to because you're going to be getting the calories and the nutrition from when you are eating. But it might seem for some people that you are eating more often. I promise you it's all okay. It's all okay. Go with it. Whether you choose to eat breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack, or breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're going to experiment with what works best for you. And I'm not going to sit here and say, do this, do that. I'm going to say, try this, try that. There's advantages for both. My, my preference is breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack. And that is because most of us are emotional eaters. The majority of us are emotional eaters. And if we can stay ahead of our hunger. Hungry is an emotion. Boredom is an emotion. We won't want to eat as much volume at the bigger meals like breakfast, lunch, and dinner if we have the snacks. That's why that works as part of our schedule. Okay. So write down the things that are not negotiable and the things that are negotiable throughout your next, if you're starting the weight loss journey throughout the next six weeks. What is a just, what is negotiable and what is non-negotiable? So for instance, I love my morning coffee. Um, one coffee, I can probably step away from coffee for the rest of the day, but I make this coffee where it feels like I'm on vacation and it's espresso with almond milk. It's about a hundred calorie coffee if I add the Cool Whip to it. So maybe once a week I'll add the Cool Whip, but for me, non-negotiable does not mean taking out sugar and in my coffee. Maybe I'll switch it to a stevia or or a honey instead, but what is non-negotiable is once a day to have that coffee, right? What are your negotiables and non-negotiables? Some people don't want to give up a glass of wine and that's fine too. I don't suggest that you start drinking a bottle of wine if you haven't done it before, but we all have things that we don't want to change. As long as you're open to making other changes to your eating habits and you're realistic 
such as saying you want to drink a bottle of wine every night. That's not realistic. But a glass once or twice a week, there is room for that. There is room for that and that is sustainable. We can work around the non-negotiables. So what are your non-negotiables and what are your negotiables? These might change over the time and I do recommend that you revisit them. Maybe these are your non-negotiables. I'm going to twist my tongue. Non-negotiables and your negotiables. Maybe you want to revisit them every two weeks and see if they're still working for you. Okay, this podcast is becoming a little bit longer, but I am almost, I am almost where we want to be. Um, just a couple more things I want to touch on. You know, we're talking about a roadmap, roadmap for success, but you want a backup plan. So what are the potential barriers and setbacks that you're going to encounter? Because you're going to be making some changes and these changes are consistent with your values and they're doable. You've, you've identified that they're flexible, they're sustainable enough that you can maintain them no matter what. So feel awesome at what you've accomplished so far, but life happens. You know, maybe something's happening at work or in your relationship, or you go on a road trip, which includes rich, indulgent dinners. Um, I know we're not getting those very much anymore, but the world will be opening up soon again. So even with the best laid plans are the mo- and the most thought out goals, there will be setbacks. How are you preparing for those setbacks? Are you going to be letting yourself apply the 80-20 rule? What is it that you're going to do? Because we're all going to walk through different kinds of barriers, but how are you going to push through them? Some of the barriers are geographical barriers. So maybe you don't have access to a gym right now. Maybe you are um, having to travel for work and you're in a hotel, but, but you don't know what to do. Maybe it's minus 20 outside like it is here and you don't have the motivation to go outside in the cold. There are going to be a bunch of different barriers. Some of them are geographical barriers. So you're away from home in a place where you don't have a lot of choice about what you can eat or how you can move. Um, these situations can be very, very much a real source for anxious people who are hyper-focused and they're trying to heal a relationship with food and change their eating habits. And they go a hundred percent in. How do you manage this potential barrier? First thing you need to say is you cannot control everything. Even if you take that barrier and apply it to something else, you cannot control everything. That's the way life goes. Nothing bad is going to happen if you eat a little differently than you normally would. So go ahead and make peace with the fact that sometimes you're going to overeat. Sometimes that's going to happen. I'm going to put a picture up um on the website and I might, um, you can message me for a link to it about the hunger scale, but most times you should be sitting, um, around four, six, four, five, six, seven, right around there. Um, you should never be tipping on the high end of the scale, eight, nine, or 10, but that's going to happen every once in a while. It's human nature and everyone does it. It's no big deal. Just move on and get back to your normal eating habits. So I've got a few tips for eating well and enjoying some of your food while you're away from home. Choose vegetables first and protein second. Fill half your plate with vegetables. Be aware of your hunger. If you're satisfied, stop. Stay somewhere with a working mini bar fridge or a kitchen so you can stack it up with healthy snacks and then only eat out once a day if you need to. Stay active. Pack some snacks with you for the road trip 
or for where you're going to be, or this way here, even if you're at someone else's house, if you're not at a restaurant, you've got some of the things that you do truly enjoy. So those are physical barriers, geographical barriers, things like that, that aren't really your day to day. Emotional, environmental barriers are huge. Um, and what I mean by environmental things like Thanksgiving, Christmas, cookies, Valentine's, treats, how are you going to make the changes you need to prioritize in those situations? So another environmental barrier, which is a big one for anybody that works in an office, and I know a lot of us are virtual, but sometimes it feels like there's crap everywhere. Box of chocolate staring at you. Um, people bring in donuts or coffee or cake for people's birthdays. Kind of like Christmas all over again, right? Where there's food all the time. This can happen at the workplace a lot. How are you going to handle that? What are you going to do? Is one cookie going to do the trick if you let yourself have one? Or do you need more than one to feel satisfied? How are you going to address environmental barriers? Are you not going to celebrate that person's birthday? Are you going to say no to the cake? What is part of your roadmap for success? A couple of the don'ts I want to bring up. Don't bank your calories. When you bank your calories... It means that you are giving into a feeling of permission that if you cut calories now, you will go wild later. This makes you hungry both now and later and increases the risk to overeating. So if you want that cookie, if you want that cake, say yes to a bite. Probably one bite is all you need to feel included, to feel saturated, um, satisfied. It's not really the word I'm looking for, but, um, satiated. That's the word where you're feeling full from one bite and satisfied. When you don't bake your, when you don't bake your calories and you eat normal leading up to the event and you try to stay in touch with your body's cues as much as possible, you won't be overindulging. And I use this excuse a lot when it comes to like going to um, an all-you-can-eat buffet. How many times do people bank their calories so they can go and indulge? Or if they're going to a family dinner, don't do that. Eat as normal as you can and just choose differently when it comes to that night because you physically won't be able to overindulge if you're full or if you're satisfied, if you're satiated. So keep that in mind. Don't bank your calories and don't burn off the calories that you've eaten. It's like you're repenting for your sins. Your body doesn't really work that way. We, we bring in a certain amount of calories each day. We release a certain amount of calories, calories each day. But when you've overextended, there's, when you overextend on exercise, all you end up doing is making yourself hungrier and you are playing with your head as if you need to repent because you feel like you need to burn off the calories, the extra calories. And this can lead to develop a negative association towards food and towards exercise. The purpose of exercise isn't to help you repent. It's to help you strengthen your body and release stress, not to punish. So we've talked about geographic barriers. We've talked about environmental barriers, emotional barriers. And that's, you know, maybe when, when a breakup and you want to eat some ice cream. So some barriers are emotional. Sometimes life throws uncomfortable situations at us that makes us want to eat. And you know what I'm talking about. How are you going to handle it differently this time? So instead of using food as a weapon, 
try to find some other outlet for your emotions. Journaling, more movement, creativity, puzzles, painting, movies, going out with a friend, doing something artistic. Lean into those for emotional responses instead of food. And the big one, habitual barriers. What do you do out of habit? Out of habit every night during date night, we normally have a tea and a treat. Well, it's going to be harder to replace that treat or to eliminate that treat altogether. It's going to be easier to replace that treat with a healthier version, right? That's my plan is to replace that treat on the nights that I'm craving a treat with a healthier version. So what are your habitual barriers? What do you do on a regular basis that you can think about making a change towards? Can you make your own meals instead of buying out all the time? Can you make your own wheels during the week? Can you food prep? Got some tips here. You know, if you're buying your lunch every day, try packing your lunch once or twice a week instead. If you normally grocery shop every two weeks, do it every single week. And when you do it every single week, batch cook afterwards. Get into the habit of batch cooking afterwards. Plan ahead. The goal here is that you have readily available food that is delicious and nourishing so that when your hunger strikes, you can reach for these satisfying meals instead of takeout menus. Or in my case, I've got a healthy treat to eat at night. There's going to be other barriers that pop up through your journey. You know, the, the barriers of hormones, which we talked about in the first, first episode, the barriers of mindset, which we talked about in the last episode. And right now, some of the barriers that come up when we don't have a roadmap for success. And the key is to be prepared. And I'm here to help you overcome these barriers. So are there any other barriers that you can think of on your journey and how will you manage them when they arise? All right, friends, that's it. A little bit of a longer episode. Again, there is still time to sign up for the weight loss challenge. It officially starts today. I can get you signed up right away. You'll see the links on here. And as always, I am here to support you on your weight loss journey. We will talk soon. Um, it's Sonia with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. And thank you so much. If you like this episode, please, please share and subscribe it. Like, make a comment. Help me grow this brand so we can help more people live happier and healthier lives. Keep growing. Keep glowing, my friends.